24 February is the first anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine, as well as being almost exactly nine years after Russia invaded Crimea before formally annexing that part of Ukraine in March 2014. Now on Sunday Extra, we speak again to someone who unfortunately was displaced by both Russian invasions. Zahida Adlova is a member of the Muslim ethnic minority, the Crimean Tatars, and she moved to Kiev after the annexation of Crimea in 2014. You might recall that we spoke to Zahida in Kiev shortly after the invasion last year. I certainly remember her incredibly moving rendition of the Ukrainian national anthem. We also spoke to Zahida about a week later after she'd made a heartbreaking journey to seek refuge in Poland with her 11-year-old daughter and 75-year-old mother. And Zahida has very kindly agreed to speak with us on Sunday Extra again, 12 months down the track. Zahida Adelova, thank you so much for speaking with us. Uh, thank you, Julian. Glad to hear you again, even if such circumstances are not the best one, but still I'm glad to hear you. Yes, indeed. I gather that you are still living in Poland, but have actually been back to Kiev in the last few months. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, I visited uh, Kiev in September, the beginning of October. I've been there for a month. Um, it was really heartbreaking because when you come back, tears are coming when you're just crossing the border, Polish-Ukrainian, mm. and when you immediately came to Kiev, you see your own house, you see mother there, because my mom uh, had already come back to Kiev. She, did, she refused living with us in Poland. She said that no matter what, uh, sweet home sweet and hmm. uh, that's why she decided to come back and when I saw her tears came up and I cried and said oh my gosh I haven't seen my mom hmm. for such a long period of time I haven't seen my uh, native uh, town city Kiev such an heroic one um, and it was really amazing feeling was mixed like with sorrows with pain uh, with uh, desperate but simultaneously love passion, um, such a gratitude that you can still come back and you can see um, uh, everything that reminds your past life. Mm -hmm. And yet the, the dangers of, well, so many places in Ukraine, including Kiev, were very, very present, I believe, uh, around the time of that trip, Zahida. Uh, definitely. When it's, it's it's so interesting that when you pass uh, the uh, Polish-Ukrainian border to Kiev, you you pass so many cities. Uh, the road was not so easy because you stopped all the time because there were um, air raid alarms and you need to hide or just. Uh, to find the more safer place, but when you come back, you you see that um, in on, on one hand it, it seems that nothing changed. People are uh, trying to continue living uh, their life and mm. they are struggling with everything, but uh, like not to show their emotions. They they become stronger. They become um, more furious, I would say, mm. and uh, their love to Ukraine. Uh, become much stronger every time with every attack ukrainians become unbelievably strong and uh, and i believe that even the cities around uh, ukrainian cities become the same mm. uh, stronger and stronger 
But you've made the very understandable decision that for safety, it's best to remain in Poland at the moment. Uh, how have you and your family adjusted to life in Poland? Um, life in Poland is, uh, let's say, when when you leave a um, city that is uh, destroyed um, in a in a peaceful way that was before, and you're coming to safer place. Uh, if first, it's blowing up your mind. You're walking the street. And you see lots of people who are smiling, sitting in a cafe, um, listening mm. to music, visiting <laughs> concert galleries, shopping malls are working. And you're looking at them and say, are you crazy or not? <laughs> and, um, and psychologically, it's really difficult. You're looking and say, oh, my gosh. And uh, it's really, um, um, it, 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 it's so not convenient um, in psychological and moral way to, to see these peaceful life here in Warsaw and knowing that in Ukraine is a war and attacks and lots of victim, victims, atrocities and other other things. Um, but overall, uh, um, Poland, Polish people uh, uh, welcomed us a lot. Uh, I'm so happy that uh, right now my daughter is visiting Polish school. She's uh, learning Polish. Um, uh, actually, she's uh, studying uh, both schools, Ukrainian online mm. and Polish one. She's doing two schools. Yeah. And uh, I'm so happy that uh, we can manage uh, doing that. And um, she's visiting an everyday uh, Polish school. And uh, when she has time, she's doing her Ukrainian school. Um, I'm working here online and it's, it's still quite convenient for me. So here in Poland, I feel uh, much safer and especially my daughter. That, it's, that was all because of her. And I know that uh, having blackouts in uh, Ukraine um, it's really difficult because uh, uh, kids cannot study. You have no electricity. It means that you have mm. no connection. Uh, you, you can do nothing. You have no water. You have no uh, uh, internet connection. Uh, you have no nothing. So you're separated. You're just cut off the world and you can talk uh, to your neighbors mm. only and the, in the best way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, mostly people are staying at home and um, electricity has gone hours and hours, sometimes even days. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Zahida Adilova um, about a year after she was forced yet again by a Russian invasion to leave her home, and she's now living in Poland with her family. Zahida, uh, I don't think it's an understatement to say that the world has been uh, impressed and inspired by the Ukrainian resistance in the last 12 months, and yet the state of the war still seems uh, finely balanced and it's unclear how long the war will last. And indeed, there is much concern about a looming new offensive by Russia around the time of the anniversary. What are your thoughts on the state of the war currently? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not God and I cannot tell <laughs> sure. when uh, we will see Ukraine. But um, I know for sure that um, there is no uh, way and to come back. I mean, like to step back and say, oh, yeah, we're going to uh, have uh, agreements with Russia. Um, and uh, these occupiers are, uh, doesn't deserve um, any uh, any. 
mm. any negotiations to my mind it's just absolutely my subjective uh, opinion although there does seem to be a widespread opinion amongst the people of ukraine as far as i can tell um and others uh, other ukrainians also believe so actually because uh, uh, it could be okay if the first uh, months of people russians i mean um thought that uh, and they suggested that oh no uh, um that is uh, uh, that is correct, but then uh, time passes. The second month, third month, fifth, sixth—it's uh, uh, almost one year. And with, within this year, they do not realize, and they even don't want to realize that um, their uh, political leadership is absolutely mm, incorrect. Mm. Uh, are really fake and um, the, what they did actually the disaster to the whole world and they still continue support their leader it means that they have the same vision nothing changed and i i really believe and i really know that um, nothing would be changed in their conscience because it should take uh, hundreds of years to clear up their mind to to recover from this uh, uh, mm. Russian propaganda. And uh, regarding the, um, the next attacks, it, it may happen any day. It could happen on the university day, like 24th, or it could be earlier, later. It depends on the amount of weapon they have. And uh, as, we, as we see since uh, October, um, those uh, huge shells, um they appear to be more and more and uh, uh, more harder and harder but ukrainians become more skillful and uh, they try to prevent those attacks uh, immediately and due to the sponsorship due to the uh, humanitarian aid due to the uh, weapon uh, aid uh, uh, of the countries uh, uh, partners uh, of uh, countries uh, friends it's uh, it becomes much easier, but it should be really mm. faster mm. if we want to stop this war, uh, because uh, Russia has uh, um, the privilege in in uh, human resources. They do not care about people, and they send uh, these people, these soldiers, uh, to the frontier um, as uh, as meat. Actually, <laughs> they become real meatball. There. And just finally, Zahida, I mentioned that when we first spoke, you were singing the Ukrainian national anthem to keep your spirits up. I know that you've been doing volunteer relief work to help other Ukrainians. Are you still singing the national anthem? Uh, from time to time. Actually, I, um, I recovered uh, from those first months of stress because uh, um, I did a lot of job with um, with Ukrainians, we send four flights to Newfoundland, to Canada, and seeing those eyes full of pain, sorrow, and a small hope uh, that reflected uh, in their eyes, you see that your pain is less, much less than theirs. And then I understood that with time, like the first, the second, the third charter we did, that, um, that I can help. And uh, I don't need to find uh, more additional ways for myself. I just can help. And that is the most precious thing that happens. And it's so great that um, I, I still continue singing. But right now we're singing more Oyo Luzi. Oyo Luzi, Chervona Kalina, Pohilasia. 
Чогось наша славна Україна зажурилася, а ми тую червону калину підіймемо, а ми нашу славну Україну гей гей розвеселимо. So we, I'm trying to sing more cheerful uh, songs. Um, I try to inspire other people, especially uh, students who I'm working with, because I have uh, uh, students aged uh, from aged eight to 55, <laughs> and all of them um, are in different positions. So no matter what, oh, the most amazing thing um, I would share, perhaps you can use this information, no matter what, Uh, the resistance of Ukrainians are in impressive. Um, my kids from Ukraine are still calling me to have classes, for example. And even they have blackouts, they say, hold on, Zahida, um, wait, please, for two hours. In two hours, I will, we will have electricity and we can come back. Yeah, and they're texting me and we're doing that. It's so amazing that they say, oh, here is air raid alarm, but we have 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, electricity gone, but we can do our class. Like it's it's so it's so motivating, it's so inspiring. So um I think that um Russians are, are really mistaken. Well, Zahida, though the circumstances are so heartbreaking, it is good to be able to speak with you again and to hear that you and the family are getting on okay. And we look forward, hopefully, to speaking to you someday soon back in your home in a peaceful Ukraine. Uh, I hope that happens very soon. Thanks you so much for speaking with us once again. Thank you, Julian. That was Zahida Adilova and uh, the song that we got a second rendition of, uh, Oiluzi Chenova Kalnia, which is apparently Oh, the Red of Viburnum in the Meadow, is a uh, rousing Ukrainian song, although apparently singing it in Crimea after the annexation is punishable by fines and imprisonment. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.